Oh, yeah. Well, welcome in, everybody, to another edition of The Big Picture. I'm your host, Larry Raglan. We're looking at the big picture. We're trying to see it through spiritual eyes, trying to see a little bit more than what and the natural it looks like. Today, we're going to be dealing with a subject that's a term that is very, very popular, woke. But I'm not going to be talking about woke. I'm going to be talking about the difference between being woke and being awake. We're going to get to it right now. All right, here we go. Once again, welcome into the big picture. I'm Larry Raglan. I'm your host here where we're going to deal with some subjects. We're going to we're going to talk about some things that's going on in current events. We're going to talk about some things that's going on in the body of Christ. We're going to talk about some things that's going on in your family. And we just might be talking about some stuff that's going on in your head. We're going to get in your head, man. We we got I know I know y'all been thinking about this stuff. We might we might end up saying some stuff that y'all been wanting to say but you're too scared to say. I ain't scared, okay? I ain't scared. I'm telling you what, my age right now, I don't care, man. I'm going to say what I feel like God's telling me to say. I'm going to say it. And uh, I ain't going to say I'm always going to be right. Um, probably going to be wrong quite a few times. But I can tell you this, I'm going to do my best to be as accurate and right as I can. But I'm going to give my opinion, and you can take it or leave it. All right, so I want to tell you that today, it's very, very important for you all to understand the difference between being woke and being awake, all right? Being woke and being awake is two different things. I want to tell you that the Word of God talks about this. The Word of God talks about in the last days there's going to be a generation that's going to rise up, going to wake up. That generation is I would call the remnant. We talk a lot about the remnant here. I'm going to make another broadcast, be looking for it, talking about why we say remnant rising. What is the remnant? We're going to talk about that. But this ain't going to be a real long broadcast, but I'm going, to, I'm going to just go straight to it. You know, the Bible talks about in the last days, there's going to be a great falling away. There is a great falling away. I mean, there is this whole deconstruction mess that you hear about that, um, you know, I know some people's going down a road trying to deconstruct some things that are wrong with the Americanized version of the church, and I get that. I get that, but this, but, you know, we might need to relabel that um, because the whole deconstruction term it's really turned out to be something where you deconstruct your entire faith. And most of the people that go down that rabbit hole of deconstruction, they end up not waking up. They call themselves woke, but they don't, they don't end up waking up. They end up really going blind, the blind following the blind, and, and they just forsake their faith completely. That's based on the Word of God. But in the midst of that, in the midst of the great falling away, uh, there's a promise of something supernatural and awesome that's going to happen too. And that is, you know, the Bible talks about in the last days, you know, in Joel chapter two, there's going to be an outpouring upon all flesh. The Holy Spirit's going to be poured out on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Now we know that. We also know that Hebrews chapter 12 says in yet once more, the Lord's going to shake the earth. When he shakes the earth, when he shakes the spirit realm, it's not only going to be the earth that shakes, it's going to be the heavens that shake as well. And what's what it says? It says, and everything that can be shaken will be shaken until that which is shaken, uh, until that which cannot be shaken remains. 
So I believe there's a great shaking. I think I think most people would agree there's a great shaking going on. Whole lot of shaking going on. Oh, that was an Elvis. That was supposed to be Jerry Lee Lewis, but uh, I don't know. I get that Elvis always comes out of me. But, you know, a whole lot of shaking is going on, y'all. It's, people's faith is being shaken, not just in the church. Being faith, uh, sh- their faith is being shaken in, in the government, um, which might not be a bad thing, uh, in, in some of the many structures that we've always propped up. Um, you know, some of them healthy, some of them not healthy. Some of them do need to be shaken. But the Bible says those things that are made, listen to me, will, will be shaken. But but those things that are not made with hands but were created cannot be shaken. Let me just tell you the difference between uh, things that are made and created. Anything that's created by God cannot be shaken and is eternal. Okay, the spirit man is created by God. Um, you know, God's plan that he lays out in Genesis, all these, the, the earth that's created. Some people think the earth's going to end. The Bible doesn't tell the earth's going to end. It's going to be refined. It's not ever going to end. There's no such thing as the world coming to an end. There's transitions, there's dispensations moving on. Um, but because God created it, it's eternal. But things that are made are not eternal. Things that are made are temporal. You know, I'm sitting in front of a desk right now, and this desk is made of wood. Uh, this wood was made, um, you know, come up out of the ground. It was a tree, and it was it was uh, put together in a, in a wood mill, and and it was fine tuned down into the planks that was made. And some and, and somebody put used their hands or a machine or something and made this table. Well, this table is pretty strong, but it's temporal. It's uh, it's it's not going to last forever. Eventually, it will rot and fall apart or it will burn, or something like that. It can be damaged. It's made. Things that are made can be shaken. Structures that man has made will shake. They are being shaken. The foundations of a lot of things that we thought would be forever are falling apart. But the kingdom of God is not made with man's hands. So the kingdom of God and the gospel cannot be shaken. There is something happening in the kingdom of God in the midst of this shaking. You know, I think about when I was a kid watching my grandmother make homemade biscuits and she would put the flour in what they called the sifter and she'd just, she'd sift it back and forth or maybe some of them had, if you remember, they had the crank on them. But the whole purpose of it was there was a piece of mesh at the top that the that the um, flour would be uh, put into and they wanted the fine flour. They wanted to be refined. They wanted to get all the hard pieces out, the, the impurities out. And as that sifter would shake the pure flour would fall to the bottom. And then, of course, you'd make the biscuits from it. Can I tell you, there's a shaking and there's a sifting going on to where the remnant is not falling through the cracks. The remnant is being found at the top where, where in one sense you would dump that sifter and throw away the things that were on the top and use what was on the bottom. The kingdom of God operates opposite of the kingdom of the world. This shaking lets those that are not solid, those that are not strong, those that are not founded on the rock, will sift through. And those that remain on the top, although they be very small, are the things that cannot be shaken, and they remain. They are not the woke generation, but they are the, the kingdom generation, the remnant generation that is awake. And there is a difference between being woke and awake. And in the midst of the people going woke and, and getting so much enlightenment that they've now deconstructed their faith right out of the faith, 
There's also a group that is hungry for God that is going towards God. And the Bible says that there'll be a, a great destruction. This revival will happen in the, in the midst of a great destru- uh, destruction. That same chapter in the book of Joel that talks about the Spirit of God being poured out on all flesh also talks about the tree being devoured by four different types of insects. It says, I will restore to you the years that the canker worm, the, the caterpillar, the palmer worm has eaten. Four different types. And, you know, I've heard preachers say this before, you know, that one particular type of worm that's mentioned there eats the leaf, one eats the, the branch, one eats the bark, and one eats the stump to where there's nothing left. And he says, I'll restore the years that, they, that these worms have devoured. Joel chapter 2, or the book of Joel, I should say. Well, there's a great restoration that's happening, and it's happening in the body of Christ. There is an awakening that has happened. You've heard that term before, an awakening. An awakening happens when you don't go woke. It's when you truly wake up. And I believe there is an awakening happening. I believe that people are tired of fluff. They're tired of showboat Christianity. They're tired of entertainment. Listen, I ain't got no problem with lights. I ain't got no problem. Kingdom of God ain't got no problem. Jesus ain't got no problem with a big LED uh, uh, screen behind the stage. And, uh, man, if anyone wants to give me one, I'll take one. Praise God. I, I need one. But I ain't got no problem with lights. And, you know, whatever you want to do to create an atmosphere that's exciting, an, an atmosphere to praise God. But it can't be about that. It can't be about that. It can't be about your programs. It can't be about appeasing the flesh. It's got to be about the kingdom of God. So I want to tell you something. Watch this. I love the book of Joel. The book of Joel talks about, you know, that all that I've already mentioned, but it also says something that's very, very powerful. That I feel like this generation needs to hear, and I feel like you need to hear it right now. Joel chapter 3, verse 9 says this. Proclaim among the nations. Watch this. Prepare for war. Now, I know at the time of this recording, and I don't know when you'll watch it, whether it's uh, fresh or whether it's even a couple of years from now. Right now in the world, we know that there is an invasion happening on the other side of the world. We're in America now where I'm at, but we know that Russia is invading Ukraine. And whenever you watch this, maybe it's been resolved. Maybe we know the end. Right now, while I'm recording this, we don't know the the the, the eventual end of it. But there's a lot of people's worried about war, worried about World War III, worried about are we going to get pulled into it? What's going to happen? So, you know, the Bible says there will be wars in the last days. And he also says rumors of wars. In other words, he says people will talk about the possibility of war. There'll be a fear that people will, that, that war could happen. But we, what we know whether it happens in the natural or not, there's always a war going on in the spirit realm. There is spiritual warfare is very, very real. I mean, you can choose not to believe it. To your own detriment. Spiritual warfare is real. There is a God and there is a devil. There is a heaven, and I'm going to say it because your preacher won't say it. Your preacher won't say this word anymore because he's scared to say this word, but I ain't scared. There is a hell. H E double hockey sticks. There is a hell. All the old preachers used to say there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. I'm going to tell you, the same Bible that tells us about a heaven tells us about a hell. The same Bible that tells us about a God tells us about a devil. 
The same God that tells us about forgiveness and redemption tells us about sin. There's another cuss word in some people's church, sin. Nobody wants to preach on sin anymore. Nobody wants to, here's another cuss word. Nobody wants to preach on holiness anymore. But I'm going to tell you something. We're going we to bring some of these words back. Come on. It's time. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Okay, I digress. Proclaim ye among the nations. I told you, there is a war going on. Maybe, and usually, somewhere around the world, there's always an, an actual war going on between some countries. Some you hear about on the news, some you don't. It's never really been a time where there's no kind of war going on because that's the nature of the flesh. But he says, prepare for war, Joel chapter 3. And, and I'm telling you, I think it's time for us to prepare for, for, to, to, to wake up to the spiritual warfare that is happening. Now, if you're going to win a war, you're going to have to have soldiers. If you're going to win a war, you're going to have to have people who are not afraid to fight. Oh, they might be afraid. Uh, soldiers might be scared to death for their life, but they, but they have an obligation. They've taken a pledge, a vow to fight and defend their nation. So I want to tell you that the next words in the scripture is powerful for this moment. You've got to get it. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Listen, wake up the mighty men. Can I say it this way? Wake up the mighty mankind. Listen, there's mighty women of God. I know what I know. Some soldiers that are women that that have put men to shame. So when I say wake up, I'm saying wake up the mighty men of God. Wake up the mighty women of God. Let them come up. Isn't it time? Are, are, are you not sick of uh, the world trying to take your children from you, take their minds from you? Are you not sick of the world trying to bring some kind of wokeism indoctrination into the body of Christ to where it's trying to chip away at the gospel, chip away at the inerrancy of Scripture, chip away at some of the foundational doctrines that we hold dear? Who's going to stand up? Who's going to wake up? Who's going to rise up? Where's the remnant? Oh, I know the remnant is small, but the remnant is real. It's very powerful. Watch this. He says, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. I'm going to tell you right now, we, we may look like we've been beaten down, but we are not defeated. Let the weak say, I am strong. Some of y'all just need to say that right now. I am strong. This one, then I like this right here. Boy, don't this fit right here coming out of what we just came out of when people was told they couldn't assemble. The next thing he says is assemble and come all you nations and gather together all around. You know, I think about it. I'm a big Avengers fan. I'm a big superhero movie fan. And, and I remember when Captain America whoosh, grabbed that hammer and he said, Avengers, assemble. And all of a sudden, whoosh, all these, you see them making all their, their poses and all that kind of stuff, man. And all of a sudden, Thanos, he snap all he wants to. But the Avengers were coming. They were awake. They were not woke. Come on. And then he says, cause your mighty ones to go down there. Listen, we need some mighty ones. We need to wake up the, the sleeping giant. And I believe that's what's happened. 
I believe the church is the sleeping giant. We we've been sort of pushed down. We've you know we've went we've gone through this to this uh to this mode of the church to where uh you know we've we've done this we've appeased to this we've tried to appeal to that we tried to appeal to that and I believe the ones that are left the remnant that are left. A lot of churches are closing down left and right. Pastors are quitting left and right. But the ones that are left, the ones that are preaching the word of God, they're saying, you know what? I like, I like what uh, a great man of God, Pastor Rod Parsley, said one time. Uh, he said, there's much to be gained from a return to the discarded values of the past. I'm not talking about going back to legalism. I'm not talking about going back to judgmentalism that maybe some people have had to endure. But I'm talking about we've lost some things. We've lost, we've, we've fell asleep at the wheel. We told Jesus to take the wheel, but we didn't really mean Jesus take the wheel. We let the world take the wheel. I'm telling you, the church has become so worldly and the world has become so churchy. We can't tell the two part. My God, I'm going to preach. I want to read to you something that that I found online. Man, I love this right here. This is the process that our bodies go through when we wake up. See, no matter what time, what shift you work, whatever, you're going to have to sleep at some point. Now, you may not get a lot of sleep. Some people like sleep. Now, some people can sleep eight, ten hours, whatever. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I, I'm an I'm a early riser, man. I'm telling you right now I am. I, I, I can't sleep like other folks can sleep. But now, regardless, you still got to have sleep or you won't make it. Now, watch this. I, I want you to hear what the medical expert says happens in your body. And we're talking about the body of Christ now, spiritually speaking, but I'm talking about physically what happens in your body when you wake up from a good sleep. He says, it says this, in the hour or so before awakening, I'm quoting it direct, directly from this medical article, the body starts to rev up and prepare for more activity. There is a stirring that happens. Are y'all hearing me? There's just something that happens. You you get a little uncomfortable. Your body starts making you move and get a little uncomfortable. There's a stirring that happens, preparing you to wake up. I believe in the body of Christ right now. There's a stirring that's happening. I believe there's something happening that's waking up the sleeping giant. Now, listen to what else it says. It says the body temperature starts to rise, having reached its lower level near the end of the sleep period. Did you hear that? Having reached its lowest temperature during the end of the sleep period, the blood pressure increases with in serum levels of ACTH and cortisol. This is why heart attacks are more common in the morning, is what experts say. Don't always happen more common in the morning because of the increase of the ACTH and cortisol. So you see your body temperature begin to rise. It's been in its lowest point right before the awakening process starts, but things start heating up. Oh, come on. Can y'all feel where I'm going here? Things start heating up. Now watch this. The end of the sleep period is over. The pressure begins to rise. Let me tell you, the sleep period is over for you and for the church and for the mighty men of God. The pressure is rising. Now watch what it says. It says waking up involves changes in the brain chemical levels in the activity of certain neurons. Activity begins to happen. I believe you look around, you see activity happening constantly. Things are changing constantly. There is so much happening right now in our world. It's stirring us. Now I'm I'm almost through. Watch this. It says in the absence of an alarm, what this is so powerful here in the absence of an alarm or what we call an artificial awakening. That's what an alarm is. That's why you hate it so much because it ain't, it ain't the way your body wanted to wake up. 
Watch this. In the absence of an alarm on artificial awakening, the end of sleep often happens sometimes after a REM period, a random eye movement, your deepest time of sleep, which sometimes results in memorable dreams. So when you are in a REM sleep, you don't wake up from a REM sleep without an alarm. You hear me? When you are in a deep sleep, you can't wake up in that deep sleep. Your body on its own will never wake up in the midst of REM sleep on its own. You must have an alarm. And the Bible says, sound the alarm. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Some people have been in some deep sleep, y'all. And I'm telling you right now, that's what this podcast is. That's what people all over the world that God is raising up this remnant. We are blowing the trumpet and we are waking you up out of that. You ain't got time to gradually let your temperature rise. Some of y'all are going to need a trumpet to wake y'all up. REM sleep is when the memorable dreams happen. The old, the Bible says in Joel, uh, when we're talking, the scripture we're talking about says the old men will, will dream dreams and the young men shall see visions. The generals, I like to call this waking up the generals, the generals of the faith, the strong, mighty men and women of God, they've been dreaming. They've been dreaming of the days of old. They've been dreaming about, will it ever be like that again? Will we ever be able to experience a revival again? Will we ever see the morals of the nation come back again? Well, the world is asleep, but the alarm is being sounded. It is time to wake up. Listen, the world says, come, come with us and get woke. Now, I know some, I'm not criticizing everybody that, that uses the term, you know, that they're woke. I understand some people are legitimately meaning that they, that they are learning some things about history. They're learning some things about other things that, that have made their eyes open to, to, to maybe what we thought was the way it was, that it was, that it wasn't. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about just falling asleep when it comes to what God has called us to do. That's what this podcast is about, y'all. I'm talking to the I'm talking to the mighty warriors here. I'm talking to the people that need to hear this. That's what this podcast is going to be about. I'm going to bring some folks on here. I'm not going to agree with everything that they say. I'm going to bring some people on here. I'm, I might not agree with most of the things they say, but I'm going to bring them on here because I believe some of the things that they say are going to wake us up. And I'm, I'm going to bring people on here that I believe. I'm going to do my best to bring some people on here that I believe that are kingdom people. Uh, they may not agree doctrinally with me. That's okay. You don't got to agree doctrinally with me. I don't have to agree doctrinally with you. We got to agree on the on the basics of the of the gospel, the elementary uh, doctrine doctrinal beliefs. I mean, come on, those are what believers believe. Anything outside of that. Of course, is wokeism and taking you not just in wokeism, but taking you down that deconstruction uh, road that you don't want to get on because it's it's not just deconstruction; it's it's demolition. That's what some people are going through. So wake up, okay? So I want to tell you something right now. That process of of waking up, we're just sitting back waiting for our for the body to just sort of, oh yes, it just this is just so wonderful. The the sunlight's going to barely come in through the blind and maybe you catch a little breeze come across you and it's like in the movies, you know, the sheets are, are flowing and there's a little breeze coming through the Bahamas. You're in the Bahamas, you're sleeping on the beach, you hear the sounds of the ocean come in and you're just going to gradually wake up. You're going to turn around and there's going to be a cup of coffee waiting on you. You're going to sip your cup of coffee 
You're going to smell the aroma of the, of the flowers. Out. Come on. I mean, how, how, how much longer are you going to go? You ain't got time for that. The alarm is sounding. The trumpet is sounding. I don't care how silly I look. Listen, the trumpet is sounding. The alarm is going off. Wake up. See the big picture. I'm telling you, if you'll let God do this to your spirit eyes, to the spiritual realm, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to end with this right here. There's a story in the Bible where a great prophet had, had his helper with him. And his helper and, his, and the great prophet were just by themselves. They were, they were in a tent in this valley. The prophet's inside there sound asleep, just chilling out, relaxing. And, and the, the helper's outside just frantic because he goes outside and he looks. And all of a sudden, here comes the enemy, the, the soldiers that's trying to kill the prophet, that sworn he's going to kill the prophet. And he looks all over the mountains, and the mountains are filled with military. They're filled with horses and, and chariots and soldiers with swords drawn. Thousands of them. He runs into the tent and tells the prophet, this is in your Bible. Get up, get up, get up. We're, we're surrounded. The enemy has us surrounded. The prophet's just like, it's going to be all right. Sir, you don't understand. I just saw them. We are outnumbered 10,000, 20,000, whatever the number is, to two. He walks out there and he says, oh, God, let me go see. So he walks out there and he looks around and sure enough, everything that guy told him, they're everywhere. It's just, it's just those two. And he looks and he don't see any panic on the prophet. How can you not panic? Because the prophet's eyes were open. The prophet could see the big picture. The prophet was awake. He was moved by more than what he saw. He was led by more than what he heard. Because he understood the spirit realm. And it's so cool. The Bible says God, he just looks up at God and he says, God, open his eyes. Wake him up. This is in your Bible, y'all. This is awesome. The moment he says that God touches the man's physical eyes and for a brief moment allowed him to see through spiritual eyes in the spirit realm. And he saw the entire mountain, the entire valley, and the the tent that they were stayed in, surrounded and encamped by thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels, warring angels, swords drawn, flames of fire, protecting that tent. He said, now you see why I'm chilling and I ain't worried and I ain't moved because I'm awake. Son, you were woke. You were believing what you just saw. You, you were woke to what you saw with your natural eyes and what you felt in your flesh. But I, I asked God to show you how I live. I live my life awake to the big picture. So I want to tell you something. No matter what you're going through, no matter what's happening, if you'll keep your eyes wide open, if you'll let God direct you, I'm telling you what will happen. You'll wake up. You'll wake up from a deep sleep. You'll feel refreshed. You'll feel energized. The Holy Spirit can do more for you than the best cup of coffee could ever do. The big picture is waiting on you. Will you let God open his eyes? Will you, will you, be, will you be afraid that we are surrounded by our enemy and that we're going down? Or will you hear the words of the prophet? Will you hear the words? I ain't equating myself with him, but will you hear the words of this old podcaster? Open their eyes, God. Let them see what I see. 
the big picture. Show them, God. Show them, God. We ain't down. We ain't out. We awake. And we are the remnant. And this is the Big Picture Podcast. And YouTube. Share it. Like it. Tell somebody about it. And get ready for the next one. Because I'm telling you about, we're about to dig into some, deep into some stuff, y'all. Stay awake. God bless. See you next time.